dies. But instead, we'll look at what Catherine Johnson and her colleagues were trying to do. They were trying to get into space. The Soviet Union had got there first, and Yuri Gagarin is often quoted as saying, I flew into space, but didn't see God. He didn't, actually. It was Khrushchev who, um, when he was doing his anti-religious propaganda, said, why are you clinging to God? Here, Gagarin flew into space and didn't see God. Gagarin wouldn't have said it. He was a Christian. But I think they were all referring to heaven. And there was this cosmodore whizzing around the earth. And there was no God riding on a cloud like this one. So the Soviet Union thought that God and perhaps heaven was just above the clouds. Where do you think heaven is? What's it like? And for that matter, what about hell? So today, in the spirit of the sermon, just before Christmas, uh, when I said so, then the, um, the sermon was basically, so you think you know the, Christian story, the Christmas story, we'll spend a bit of time on heaven and hell so according to the Old and New Testament, we'll, we'll just have a couple of questions here. Where is heaven? Any ideas? Where is heaven? According to the Bible. Oh, Ben? In the clouds. In the clouds. Just about there. Anybody else? You see, we, we've got, uh, we've got uh, a professional here in the centre here. <laughs> I was warned. Uh, might have a heckler. You see. Above the firmament. Well, that's even better. Anybody else? Where do you think heaven is? So the Bible does speak of the atmosphere that surrounds the earth as the heavens in Genesis. I think that's what the Soviet Union was thinking about. But if we're going to be pedantic about this, then God created the heavens and the earth, so he kind of assumed that he was creating somewhere else. I don't know. But I don't think that when you die, you end up floating on a cloud. Do you, do you think you end up floating? Oh, maybe. Heaven is also referred to as the endless planets, stars, and galaxies. Look in Psalms. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set into place. So this is heavens, a bit further away, but I don't think that when someone dies they end up on Alpha Centauri. The word heaven can mean God's dwelling place. The Bible said, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. That's in Psalms. I think that's more like it, isn't it? God's kingdom ruling over all that heaven is. So, what's it like? What's heaven like? Any ideas? Peaceful. Yeah. Any others? No pain. No smoke. Uh, I think the smokers are somewhere else. But we'll um, see. See, some some people might actually think that some of this is scripted. But um, so uh, so we've just said that heaven is the Lord has established His throne in heaven. His kingdom rules over all. So what's the kingdom of God? Like we'll have a, a reading, Mark four, thirty to thirty-three. 
What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds may perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. Amen. So, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Well, I'm not sure about you, but um, I can understand the mustard seed growing into a large tree is a great parable of the growth of uh, Christianity, but I'm not sure it helps with any thoughts about heaven. In John, Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would not have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. Or if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. Okay, so that seems more like a place. A place which has rooms for everyone. And Jesus promises that I will come back and take you to be with me. That's the second coming. A bit about that in a minute. So, does heaven have gates? resemblance to the Warrington Golden Gates is purely coincidental. Um, so does heaven have gates? Do you think heaven has gates? Or do you think that's just a media thing? Has gates? Well, let's have a look. Revelation 21. However, it's always good when you have Revelation. Revelation 21, 9 to 27. Who's doing this one? Ah. Verses 9 to 27. The New Jerusalem, the Bride of the Lamb. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God. And its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had three or twelve foundations, 
and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each made of a single pearl. The great city, the great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the moon, the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendour into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honour of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So it not only has gates, there are streets made of gold, walls made of very, very expensive material. This is surely what heaven is like, utterly radiant with God's glory. So does St. Peter sit outside the gates? No, apparently not. I think we'll skip the next video, running out of time. So how many people are allowed in all those na- all whose names are written in the book of life. As I've said before, our door-knocking friends from the JWs have a different interpretation. They take literally Revelation 14, the 144,000, so according to them, heaven was full in 1935. Which is a bit of a problem if you were born after 1935. But there we are. So does everyone go to heaven? Everyone go to heaven? If not, who decides? Everybody go to heaven? Everyone can? That's a good answer. Everyone but sins. Right, video C.
for forgiveness is only possible through God's grace. It's offered to all and anyone who can freely accept this forgiveness. In actively choosing God through faith and in a life of um, following Jesus' teachings. Now some people believe that the soul immediately goes to heaven. Some people believe that souls lie kind of asleep until the second coming. If you look at Corinthians, you can see that. Some people believe that um, um, people go to heaven or hell immediately. But Judgment Day, at the end of history, on this day, all the dead from out, throughout human history will be resurrected and will possess some sort of physical body. So we've talked about heaven and hell. So where's hell then? It's usually thought of as, as deep as heaven is high. There isn't much of a description in the Bible. So how many times does the word hell, that's from the Greek Tartarus, appear in the Old Testament? No, no, no cheating from the professionals here. So how many, how many mentions of the word hell in the Old Testament? What do you reckon? Thousands. None. None. Well, you see, the problem is that if you read the King James Version, then they're very fast and loose with the translation. But actually, none. What about the New Testament? How many times is hell mentioned in the New Testament? How many? None. Oh, no, we've got some hell in the, in the New Testament, trust me. Five. It's a very worried looking minister here. <laughs> Depends on which translation we're going for here. One. Just once. Now, um, we've already sung um, a song that we don't normally sing, and we're going to have a reading now, which is quite special. Um, uh, Elaine thinks it's particularly special. I, I emailed her and said, Do you read Greek? And she said, Yeah, I do. Uh, I said, Great. <laughs> Um, so, so our first read, our next reading is going to be in Greek, okay? Um, which, um, but I will give you the English translation in a second. So, Elaine, it's your big moment here. It's two Peter chapter two, verses four, five, and nine in Greek, and then the same, but verses four to nine, complete in English. Agar Hotheos, Angelo and Hamate Santon, Ukafesatar, Alasairai Sofu, Tatarosas, Paradokan as Christian Terumanus, Kayakayu Cosmu, Ukafesatar, Ala Ogdawan Noe, Dikayozunas Kura Keruka, Efulaxen, Kataklusmo Cosmo, Asabon Apaxas, Oiden Kurios, Eusebes ek parasmu uruestai, adicus de ace hemeran chrysios kalatsomenus terrain. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, 
if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. I think Elaine needs a... She said to me beforehand, there is a reason I did classics rather than modern Greek. So thank you very much for that. Um, I'll be asking questions later. But So, that's that word. Um, how do you pronounce it? Totorosis. Um, is the only word that actually means hell. And they talk there in 2 Peter. It's about um, angels. So what's it like? What's hell like? We've only got one mention of it. Well, um, Derek's going to tell us um, about that in Mark 9, 42 to 49. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung round round their necks and they were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands uh, to go into hell where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Derek. Um, so definitely a no smoking ban and not in effect there. But um, we talked about hell there, one of the mistranslations, Genanen, um, which is actually a, a real valley um, near Jerusalem. That's what that hell comes from. 
Um, it was thought of as hell because the, some of the kings of Judah used to sacrifice their children there. And so it was deemed to be cursed. So what's the devil like? Does he have horns and a pitchfork? You think so? <laughs> so the descriptions we have from the devil come from pagan gods. First 500 years or so of Christianity, nobody really thought much about what the devil was like. The devil was just the opposite of Christianity. Everyone knew what that meant. Um, was the opposite of the pagan gods that missionaries encountered. As the pagan gods faded from people's knowledge, it was harder just to say, well, it's what you were worshipping before. So much of the look, the horns, the pitchfork, the hooves, were bits of pagan gods. And they were represented as a devil in carvings and pictures. So uh, let's have a look at one modern representation of this. For me, uh, the devil isn't a guy with horns. I think C.S. Lewis is a much more accurate description. Wormwood is a trainee devil. He set the task of ensuring his human subject doesn't come to faith. I'll just show a short clip of this. This is from um, C.S. Lewis's um, screw tape. And um, Wormwood, this trainee devil, is, um, is being taught by his supervisor... Um, how to uh, distract people. Let me show you an incident from the past. What is this place? Have you never taken your patient to the British Museum? No. Ah, you should. It can be an invaluable tool if handled properly. Hours lost in reading, in viewing great displays of Mankind, without thinking for a moment about man, meaning the actual human being standing only a few feet away. (laughs) But you'll see, with my patient reading on that bench, how it almost went pear-shaped for me. Twenty years of work, very nearly lost, all because of one idle thought while visiting this museum. What idle thought? Listen. All these displays and artifacts, all these remnants of history, is this all we have to show for our lives? Oh, uh-oh. Yes, and this from a sound atheist. The enemy, of course, was at his elbow in a moment ready to nurture that thought, to lead the patient to considering disgusting ideas like the mortality of man and the possibility of eternity. Ah. <sighs> If I had lost my head and begun to attend to defense by argument, I should have been undone. But I was not such a fool. I struck instantly at the part of the man which I had best under my control and suggested it was just about time he had some lunch. Mmm, a bacon sandwich. (laughs) The enemy presumably made the counter-suggestion. You know how one can never quite overhear what he says to them. That line of thought... Is this all we have to show for our lives? (laughs) At least I think that must have been his line, for I said to the patient, quite. In fact, much too important to tackle at the end of a morning. True. Much better to come back after lunch and go into it with a fresh mind. Of course. Right. 
there's a lovely cafe just around the corner. <laughs> Once he was in the streets, the battle was won. I showed him a newsboy shouting the midday paper and uh, a number 73 bus going past. And before he reached the bottom of the steps, I had got into him an unalterable conviction that whatever odd ideas might come into a man's head when he was shut up in a museum with his readings, a healthy dose of real life... Meaning the bus and the newsboy. Precisely, was enough to show him how all that sort of thing just couldn't be true. He knew he'd had a narrow escape, and in later years he was fond of talking about it. He is now safe in our father's house. Excellent. Oh, you begin to see the point. Thanks to processes which we sit at work in them centuries... I think that's much more like it. So we'll end where we started. Is there anybody there? Yes. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Amen. We'll have our prayers of intercession now.